Welcome to the Stop Drinking Podcast, where we help you make stopping drinking a simple, logical, and easy decision. We help you with tips, tools, and strategies to start living your best life when alcohol-free. If you want to learn more about Stop Drinking Coaching, then head over to www.soberclear.com. Okay, so ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the channel. We've got Wilson joining us today. So Wilson is joining us from Charlotte in North Carolina. He does business development. Uh, he joined a program in January of this year. So it's been like 10 months now. Uh, and he's coming today to to share his journey. Um, so welcome, Wilson. Good to have you here. Yeah, thanks, Leon. Thanks for the invitation. And uh, just quickly, how, how old are you? Um, I'm 25 right now. Mate, love it. Like one of the one of the youngest guys in the program. I think there's only three others that are like mid twenties. So it's, it's it's beautiful to see. So um, let's do this. So yeah, first first Wilson. So before you join the program, uh, describe what life was like. Yeah. Um. So I had graduated college. I moved to Charlotte. Um. Was working. Um. In sales and. You know, I was doing what most people my age do, especially right out of college. Um, you know, they work during the week and then some weeknights I was going to get drinks. Um, and then pretty much I was, I wouldn't say living for the weekend, but what, when I was going out, it was always on the weekend nights. Um, so Friday and Saturday, and then, you know, I'd be hungover Sunday, um, probably get the day started around like 12 or one on Sundays. And then might have, I might have a drink that day too, to make me feel better. Um, but yeah, it was, um, it was just go, 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 go. And, um, I was, you know, doing other activities, but, um, especially my city, it's like big on drinking. We have breweries everywhere. Right. So that's kind of the thing to do is to go meet your friends at a brewery, watch a game, have beer, have shots, that kind of thing. So for you, it was after college, you started ramping up. And then uh, you'd hit it hard at the weekends and then just, you know, almost ruin the weekend. Yeah. I mean, my, my hangovers were pretty bad. Um, it, they would last Sunday, Monday, and kind of feed into Tuesday sometimes. Mm. So for you, it was never a daily thing. It was smashing it through the weekends. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't really normally drink on the weekdays unless I was invited out somewhere. Um, but I didn't really like drink in my apartment or anything. It was just always at bars. Mm -hmm. So, so obviously the hangovers were bad. How else did the the drinking impact different areas of your life? Yeah. <laughs> so I was, you know, I was drinking a lot. Um, a lot of, you know, I did blackout a good number of times um, just with how much I was drinking. I wasn't a big beer guy. So I was definitely like, tequila, vodka, every once in a while I'd have a bourbon. Um, but I was one of those people that just always drinks whatever's in their hand. So, you know, I could go through it. I was blacking out. Um, and then the hangovers re were really affecting me. Right. Cause like I had no momentum, uh, mm. growing as a person. That was a huge thing for me. I, I just didn't feel like I was growing because, um, I was feeling ill, you know, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, sometimes Wednesday. So I wasn't working out. I wasn't, you know, cooking myself clean meals. Um, I wasn't getting a lot of things done that I wanted to do professionally. Um, I kind of felt like at that time my work had actually slipped just from feeling ill from the hangovers and um, just drinking so much. So yeah, lifestyle suffered a, a good bit. And it was really just from drinking, you know, three to four hours on Friday, three to four hours on Saturday. 
Mm. It was it, it was just a huge sacrifice I was making to do that. Yeah, you, you just said something that just got me nodding and you were saying that you weren't growing as a person because you'd never have momentum because you'd make progress and then it would all disappear at the weekend. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. So what did you done before you joined the program, Wilson? Like, what did you try to do to stop drinking before? Um, So I wasn't part of like AA or anything like that because I didn't feel like I was addicted to alcohol. Um, for me, it was more so like being in certain settings um, made me feel like I should drink, like being at a bar or a club or say if I were at a bar and it was a ton of people and it was claustrophobic, then I would really want to drink. So when I started noticing these issues, you know, I tried um, only drink, drinking beer or only drinking like White Claws, like seltzers, thinking like that would make a difference. Um, and honestly, those just uh, – they just made me gain some weight. Didn't love that. Um, and I kind of found my, myself back into drinking liquor. Um, lights here. Um, so I went through small periods of time where I would tell my friends, like everyone does, um, I'm not going to drink anymore or, Hey, I'm going to take a time off, but I was still going and doing the same thing. So I was still going to bars or meeting friends to watch games or something. And it was just so easy to go just buy a beer or, or a cocktail. Um, and I wasn't like really committing to it. So, you know, I told family and friends, very supportive. No one was like against me not drinking. But it was like me, myself, I had the issue with where I would maybe last like a week or two. Mm. And then maybe I wasn't feeling great that night. So I was like a drink would help. Or, you know, some other situation would come up where I would be like, all right, let me just have a drink. This will calm me down. Um, so it was really just on myself. I was just doing things myself and that wasn't, that wasn't working. Yeah. 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 Our, our stories are very similar in that, that, um, you know, you, you, you'd tell people you'd make these big promises and then a week would pass and the willpower runs out and then back to square one. So, um, yeah. Yeah. So was there a tipping point where you just said enough is enough? Was there like a really dark moment or a day where you were just like, nah, can't keep doing this. Yeah, there was, there was a few. Um, there are definitely a few. Um, I had put myself at risk quite a few times, just being blackout, wandering places, amazed oh, yeah. that I got home with my phone, key and wallet. Um, and just how ill I was getting, you know, sometimes when I was hungover, I wasn't wanting to eat either. Cause I was feeling sick. So I was losing a lot of weight. Mm. Um, but I, I think the main turning point for me was um, actually when I was at home with my family for Christmas, I just, I was out with friends, drank really hard one night and then woke up the next day. And I was just like, what, what am I, what am I doing right now? Like, I'm just kind of wasting away life um, because it was like, I was really living for two or three days of the week and the other four days were like me recovering. Mm -hmm. And, you know, my, even my parents had mentioned something to me. It was at that point, I was like, this is so bad that like, mm. if I keep going down this route, I'm not going to grow at all in like the next five years, maybe the next for the rest of my life. Um, you know, I'm going to be sick all the time. And like, for what? Just because I can't say no when I'm in like a social setting to drinking. Mm. Um, so it was a culmination of things. It was like health, where I saw myself in the future, um, you know, the, the concerns of my parents. So, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Got you, man. So then what was it that made you decide to join the Sober Clear program? 
Mm-hmm. I think for me, um, I found you on YouTube. And this is when I was kind of going through a dark time with the drinking. And I really liked your approach to it. Um, I liked how it wasn't so much um, like things I'd heard in the past. This was more of like a, like you had said before, like a first principles thinking. It's really coming from the place of this is what alcohol truly is. This is how it's affecting your life. And, you know, it's like you don't really need that in your life at all. It's more kind of like a social conditioning thing. So I, you know, heard of you through YouTube. We had a chat or two, and then I, I wanted to get coached on it because I tried doing it myself, you know, probably like five or six times. And I was young and I was like, I just want this handled. Um, so, you know, going through your program and then the people I speak with in the support system, it was like, it was well worth it for, for like changing my life. And I'm saving money every month by not, you know, buying booze, you know, I was spending so much money on that. Nice. So how was it different then doing it with, with the program versus when you did it on your own? Yeah. Um, I think accountability was a huge thing. So I obviously like invested money into the program. So that was a big reason where I was like, I want this to work. Um, and it was great because, you know, we're somewhat, somewhat similar. We've talked about like our past drinking and I was like, well, if, if he can do it, I can do it kind of mentality. Um, and just, just going through the program, like having those videos and being actually able to have a community to talk to people about this, um, that that's what made the difference for me versus like doing it on my own. It was just me being self-reliant, me trying to go out every Friday, Saturday, whatever, and just trying to like, um, use willpower. Essentially I was trying to use willpower versus now it's just like, I'm not a drinker. Like it's just pretty flat and simple. Love it, man. Love that. And you made a great point earlier. You were saying that previous attempts that you tried to stop, you would tell friends, like, I'm not going to drink, but you, you, you said a key word, you were never truly committed. And I think what happened is that when you decided to get started, you were ready to do it. You were, you were ready to commit. Yeah. It was, it was a bit of a shift there. Mm, 100%. So, so how does life look now? Like what changes have you experienced as a result of not drinking? Yeah. Um, first I would say sleep quality. Um, sleep is a huge thing for me. Um, I've got to get eight hours. Otherwise I'm, I'm sort of worthless. Uh, throughout the day, I'm just not functioning at a high level. So sleep was huge because obviously with drinking, you get the hangovers, you don't sleep as well, that sort of thing. Um, you know, I, I can be like sometimes anxious or stressed out sometimes, like a lot of people. Um, that anxiety has dropped so much. I can't even explain, like, I can't even begin to tell you because um, when I was drinking, like, I thought it was helping. But then like the next day that the anxiety um, and then the idea of because I drink, I'm not really like doing things with my life. That was a big anxiety thing for me. Um, yep. You know, eating um, and, you know, meals, I'm cooking more for myself and eating cleaner financially. Um, you know, I could have been spending anywhere from 150 to $200 a week on just drinking um, because I liked cocktails and not beers. And that was more expensive. Um, so that's another thing. Um, and then I would say health and just kind of like your, your mindset. Um, because now I, I feel like I have the time to work out. Um, it clears my head and, um, yeah, it's just, it's 
all around just improved my life so much. And um, yeah. Mm. It really sounds like, I think the key word for you is, is you're back in control of your life. Like you're in the driving seat again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like when I was drinking, um, it could be said that I was like the passenger and the person that was driving the car was driving it recklessly. And it was kind of like, I was always tense about how they were driving versus now I'm like the one driving. Mm. Love it. So, so a question I don't, I've never really asked anybody, but I'm curious because you're, because you're younger. How have you found it socializing without alcohol? Yeah. Um, so that was, that was like my first big hurdle um, because the city I live in, um, that's a big thing to do. It's, we have so many breweries, so many bars. Um, we do have some pretty good restaurants and a lot of sport outings um, and whatnot. So, you know, my thing now is I still go out pretty much as, as much as I used to. Um, and it's something you got to get used to, right? Like your first few times going out, you're going to be like kind of uncomfortable um, because you might just be like conditioned. You might've conditioned yourself just to, when you go out, you drink. And when you don't have that drink, you might feel like a little nervous or like, you know, a little stress maybe. Um, but now, yeah, like I still go out with friends. Um, I just, you know, I kind of just drink soda waters. Um, I have a Red Bull that kind of jacked me up, give me some mm -hmm. energy if I want. Um, but yeah, I still go out to bars, um, a club occasionally. And I go to, I just go to sports outings and I go to like our, we have an NFL team here. I go to their games and I don't, I don't drink. Um, and you know, it's funny. I, I kind of thought going into this, like my friends were going to get, give me grief about it. Um, but they've been so supportive and they haven't like ever like really pushed it on me at all. One thing I will say though, I, I have had one friend try and push it on me. Um, and because he was pushing on me and made me want it less, if that makes sense. You know, mm. like when someone's like being like, hey, I want you to do this. I want you to do this. It was kind of like, nah, mm. I don't want it. I want it even less now. So. And how, so that that's a great answer because I think a lot of people are worried about, can they go to bars? Can they go to restaurants? Can they do these things? And you're just living life as normal, which is great. How did you handle that friend? Yeah, I was just like, hey, like, look, I'm, you know, I'm not drinking. Um, I'm just not interested in it. It doesn't really do anything for me. I, I something I'm started telling people when they're like, you know, you don't really get this often, but when you do, if someone's like, Oh, why aren't you drinking? I just tell them I suck at it. Like it's just plain and simple. I'm not good at drinking. That's, that's why I don't do it. Yeah. This is a good answer. Uh, so for full transparency, uh, you did have one slip up. So, mm -hmm. and I think it's good that we talk about it. Um, what, when, when that happened, what do you think went wrong and how did you get back on track? Yeah. Um, so yeah, that slip up happened when I was traveling for work, you know, I was by myself for like a week and, uh, <laughs> I went to a restaurant at um, someone's recommendation in the hotel and it could not have been like a, a worse scenario. Um, it was a very like dark setting. Um, very, it was kind of like uh, a sailor's bar, I would say. Um, cause it was like in a Harbor and I just mentally wasn't like in a great place that day. And, uh, for some reason, you know, with everyone drinking around me, I kind of was just like, screw it. Like, let me just have some, uh, some tequila. Like, so I got a shot of tequila. I was like, Oh, that'll be it. Nope. It never is. It's never just the one drink. Um, so I ended up drinking a lot that night and then the next day sucked, of course. Um, and I felt, I felt bad about it. I was like, dang, I like put in all this work and all of a sudden, like, I just, you know, I had to slip up. Um, but, you know, I talked to people in our community about it. Um, 
And they're like, look, don't look at it that way. Like think about all the progress you made and you're, you're getting back on track right now. Like we're having this conversation and, you know, after that slip up, it was, it, it may happen. I mean, it's just kind of one of those things where you realize like, Hey, like I've been doing so well, let me just like try it out out of curiosity, um, which I wouldn't recommend, but that's what I did. And afterwards I was like, Oh, this is like why I don't do it. So it just kind of reaffirmed everything for me. So I was, you know, I was down on myself for a few days cause that happened, but I, I got over it. Mm, yeah. It's, 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 you know, it's obviously you, you don't recommend doing it, but I think that sometimes uh, you're not the first person in the program to do this, but they'll go through the program. They'll have the mindset shift. A bit of time will pass and then they'll drink again. And then it's almost like that final, final drink is where they just go. Nah, there really is nothing for, for me in this. So you did well, man. You, you got back on track fast and would have been so easy to just let it slide and disappear and we never hear from you again. But, uh, you know, really respect that you just just said, nah, I'm, I'm getting back on track. Yeah, appreciate that. Yeah, and it actually happened with uh, with Brad, who's a similar age to you as well, did the exact same thing. He, he didn't drink for he, he didn't drink for six months. He drank again. And then uh, I think in uh, he was about two years sober. So he did the same thing. And then, yeah. Two and a half years in the program, six months not drinking, one week drinking, two years not drinking. Um, but last, yeah. last, oh, go ahead, sorry. No, I was just going to say, like, um, I would say, especially going through this, like, I would say do be self-aware, like, be self-aware if, like, you're really not in a good state of mind. And you go out to, like, say, like, a, a bar or something, and you're just kind of by yourself. That's not, like, a. that's not a great place to put yourself. Um, so like be aware, like if you're not feeling great, like maybe instead of doing that, like go take a walk or something or work out or do anything, like go see a movie, um, versus like, like, you know, putting yourself in a bad situation to begin with. Cause that's what I did, you know? Um, but yeah, just be self-aware. Yeah. You just, you just gave me a flashback. I, uh, when, when it was about 19, I was living in a, in this place called Blackpool. So it's in the North of England and it's a pretty rundown place. It's like, party city right and i remember i was about 19 i was like right i'm gonna stop drinking and i went into like the busiest nightclub without alcohol the most stressful place you could imagine right uh, just absolute chaos when you walk inside i think i lasted five minutes you, you you what you said is spot on like putting yourself in those environments when you're not in the not feeling 100 percent. it's um yeah smart I will say the flip side of it, if like you're you're doing well and you put yourself in your that kind of environment, it is kind of like interesting to see. Mm. Um, because I mean, you're gonna, you're just gonna feel so proud of yourself, and you're also noticing like how the how the night starts and how the night's starting to end, like how people are just like, you know, not making sense. It's just it's just so interesting to watch. Mm -hmm. So so what's uh, so if. You so imagine that there's somebody that they've been thinking about joining the program. They're kind of on the fence. They're umming. They're ahhing. Should they do it? Should they not? What's one piece of, of advice that you'd give to them, Wilson? Piece of advice. Um, I would. I would just say, like, if you're on the fence about something like this, like, ask yourself, um, you know, where you see yourself in the next year to five years, like if you've tried a bunch of other things and you haven't been able to get it handled, like what, what is going to change um, in the next years of you doing it? Like I, I'm not like ashamed to say it. Like I, I kind of needed help with this. Like I needed a coach, someone to hold me accountable. And I, I kind of 
came to the realization, like when I was deciding to join the program, I was like, if I keep going down this path, like nothing's going to change in the next five years. Um, so yeah, I mean, I would just ask yourself that question and think about like what it is you really want with your life. Cause you know, I could see myself, like I have some friends that have been thinking about quitting drinking, but it's like, for them, it's not like a big deal, but you know, for me it was. So it's like, is this something you really want? And like joining the program, you're going to commit to that. I mean, you might have a slip up, but you're going to commit to it. So. Love it, man. And, uh, and just to finish off, I just want to say, I got so much respect for you for doing this young, uh, you know, you, you, you did it, you used your own money, you invested in yourself. And I got a, I got so much respect for you and it, it's so awesome to see you grow and I just, just love what you're doing. And by the way, that, that money I spent on the program, um, on your program, I, I don't know where it's at now, but like the money I haven't spent on drinking alcohol, like we're getting close to, <laughs> to, to break even right now, you know? So. Well, over the next, over the next 40 years, man, it's, it's going to be 40 X. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for checking out the stop drinking podcast by sober clear. If you want to learn more about how we work with people to help them stop drinking effortlessly, then make sure to visit www.soberclear.com.